Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And tonight, today, even though you all can't see us, we are in our brand new studio. There's Jenny clapping. (laughs) We had been um, hosting all of our prior podcasts from Jenny's lovely basement, but now we are actually in a room in the loft building, which is just special, isn't it, Jenny? It is so good. And we call it the The parlor. The parlor. It's gorgeous, you guys. It has exposed brick and it's just so old fashioned in an old, uh, the old Ford Square. I think is the name of this. Right. I mean, so it's a turn of the 20th century building. Yeah. Used to be a car factory, apparently. Mm. So the loft has been here since May. And now our loft cast studio is here. And we're just excited about that. So So excited. And tonight, uh, today, I keep saying tonight because we're taping at (laughs) night. Um, Jenny and I haven't been just the two of us for quite some time. We've been so blessed to have so many cool guests, but here we are just the two of us. I feel like I have to warm up a bit. I know. Like, my goodness, where's the whole room full of other people, right? I know it, especially after the last one, too, with all those people. Yes. yes. Bernhardt's. That's right. Um, But one of the things I mentioned in my introduction is that we do live in-person seminars in our local community. And we have already done two of those this fall. Um, I talked about homeschooling through high school at a seminar in September. And then Jenny talked uh, a topic in October called letting go of the system. And we have gotten requests from people who are not in our area or couldn't come to those talks asking if we would record it or something like that. So we decided we're going to make those topics topics on the podcast. Yeah. So what better time to jump in? And so today's topic is all about Dun, dun, dun. Homeschooling through high school. Ooh, scary, spicy right? <laughs> and spicy. This is going to get spicy. You think so? I think so. So what's the first thing that people do when they talk about homeschooling through high school? They're afraid and they want to know all about transcripts. And then they think, I don't think I can do it. I'm going to send my kids back. I'm not smart enough. Yeah. So they freak out, don't yeah. they? Yep. Freak right out. Absolutely. But what's the first thing that we don't have to do if we're going to be homeschooling through high school? Freak out. Yeah, we don't need to freak out. (laughs) You don't have to freak out, you guys, at all. You don't need to know every single thing, remember? No. Well, well, but here's the thing. First of all, um, I would venture to guess that 99.97%, I wonder where else that statistic works, but anyway, (laughs) 99.97% of people listening Uh. to this podcast have graduated (laughs) from high school. Right. Yeah. Maybe some of you didn't. Maybe some of you, you had situations happen and you maybe later on got a GED. So you're not technically a high school graduate or maybe some of you don't even have that. But most of us, we've all been to high school. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Most of us have graduated high school. And so think back. I mean, you may have loved it. You may have hated it. (laughs) My coffee's hot. My husband made me some coffee and I took a drink and burned my mouth. Sorry, Tina. That's okay. Moving forward. I'm good. You're not going to sue Kira, are you? Okay. (laughs) I'm good. Hot one. Um, But anyway, so you've already been through it. So if we think back and none of us is that old that we have no memory and we can't remember what it was like. Right. So we know what high school is all about. We know what was good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. If you were public high school, probably mostly bad and ugly. But you know all of that. Right. So it's nothing new. Mm. If you've been through it, you can take your kids through it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is you're the expert on your child. No matter what, Mm -hmm. even when they're teenagers and we don't need some kind of paid stranger to tell us how to walk our kids through high school. Isn't it interesting? It's almost like we have this mindset where right when we hit that age of the high school Mm -hmm. thing, it's this invisible, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just this, it's a lie. It's this thing of all of a sudden you're fearful, but there's nothing really there. It's just, it's a, it's fake. It's a total mirage. Mirage is the word I'm looking for, right? It it is a mirage of a lie. And here's the thing. Nothing changes. No. 
you're still the homeschooling parent who is successful because you love learning with your children. And so you just continue when one teaches, how many learn Two. Mm -hmm. It's true. That's right. And again, you know, your child better than anybody Mm. on the face of the planet. You love your child better than anybody ever will. And so if there's something you don't know, like, oh, you know, there's, they want to do differential calculus and I don't know anything about that. And they're really ready for it. Well, there's resources all over the place. You don't have to be an expert on it. Right. You can still help them maximize their dreams. Right. Right. So why we get so freaked out. And I think I understand part of it is it's like, oh, this is the next step is they're adults and it's their career and they need to be functional. Maybe when somebody in a child's eight, you can be like, oh, I've got time, you know? So I think that's where the fear comes from, but it's such a mirage. It's such an unnecessary And the beautiful thing thing of it is we, we cannot forget that you've already been home with them this whole time. So that means you're aware of the, the passions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they have. And you might ask yourself, do you really need that kind of math? Is that something they're actually going to go into? Are you don't stress yourself out. And then especially this whole ruin their whole entire four years of high school because you're oh, studying gosh. for the SAT. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and see, that's the next point. So first of all, you don't have to freak out because it's your child. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there, done that. You get it. There's uh-huh. resources all over the place and you don't need to follow the public school graduation amen requirements, nor amen. should you. Now, I don't know. So we're in Wisconsin here. We've mentioned that several times before and every state has its own homeschool law. So each state's going to be a little bit different, but um, I've done enough research to know that If there's any state that mandates specific graduation requirements for homeschoolers, it's only a couple, maybe New York, Mm. maybe Pennsylvania, but even those are very loose and no other state that I'm aware of. And you could, I was going to say, you can call in. We're not a call in show. You could email us. (laughs) I feel like we are though. We have the exposed brick over here and my hot coffee. You know, if you're in a state and there are specific in your homeschool law graduation requirements, Email us and tell us, because to my knowledge, there is not one single state that actually says, here's what homeschoolers need to do to Mm -hmm. get a diploma and graduate. So that means that you as the parent get to establish what your child needs to know and do before you issue the diploma. That's so good. Don't follow the public. Why would you follow the public school graduation requirements? It doesn't make any sense. And you don't have to by law. Why would you? Mm -mm. That's right. That's why you chose to homeschool. Well, yeah. And Jenny, do you remember my analogy at the seminar, what I compared it to? Mm, Refresh my memory. (laughs) (laughs) Government housing. Oh, that's right. Right? And that was such a great comparison. So think about this. Um, We we have this also a lie. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we've done it, but we think about public school and we put it on a pedestal and we say, that is the thing we need to measure our kids up to. Mm. That's the standard. But public school is really government school. Yeah, it is literally exactly it. government subsidized school. No one can argue with that, even though they put a little fancy public word on it instead. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about government subsidized housing. Yeah. Do you want to model your home on what the people who are struggling and have to use government subsidized housing do and live in? You don't model. I just bought a new home. Jenny's in the process of buying a home. We're not going to go over to the government housing project and remodel our homes to look like that. Nobody would. Nobody would do it. Right. And we could, we could do healthcare as an example. We could do food stamps, all these different government programs. And we know just in our gut that all those programs are like kind of bottom of the barrel, something you only do if you have to, you don't want to emulate that, Mm -hmm. but why do we emulate Mm. government School. I mean, that debunks everything right there. Right. Exactly. I don't even know if there's anything more to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, there's but, you know, say. in contrast, what's the best kind of home? If we talk about housing, custom built. Yeah. Right. If you custom good. build a home, that's I didn't buy a custom built home. Jenny's not. We were buying these historic homes, which are yeah. wonderful. And we're sitting in a historic building. And we are. However, if you want the cream of the crop exactly to your family, you custom build. Yep. That's right. right. And that's the cool thing about homeschooling is you get to custom build an education, including in the high school years 
for your child. That's right. And can I say something? Yes, to please that? do. Remember when we, and I'm sure we've said this before, but it's, you know, parents get so picky about what church they're going to go to. Mm-hmm. So picky. Choose and choose and choose. Nope, that one. This is our 50th church we're going to go to. We don't like this and we don't like that. And we don't like this. Yet guess what? Sometimes those same parents will send their children then to a public school mm-hmm. and not even bat an eyelash. Right. And then I say, I would say, well, then why? Why are you so picky with your church? Because. Right. Or they homeschool, but, and I'm sure you've seen this too, because I saw it among my girls' friends group. Um, they're, they're customizing to their children all the way through mm. elementary, middle school, yes. all of that. And then yeah. their, their kids are, let's say their oldest is in eighth grade, just to, I don't like grades, but. Yep. Frame of reference, right? Yep. Um, and they kind of go insane. And all of a sudden they feel like they have to do exactly what the public schools are doing. Yeah. And why would you do that? Why are you homeschooling if you're just going to just send them to school, save yourself a lot of hassle, right? Yeah. But but why would you do that when you have the opportunity to customize mm-hmm. and not use the bottom of the barrel government program as your standard? Right. You can do so much yeah, better. Yeah, and they're, they're your children. Yes. I mean, literally you're the parent. Who's been with them all through grade school. Right. And even if you pulled in middle school or high school and maybe your, your child's in the middle of high school yeah, and they're like, you know, how in heaven's name do I finish this out? Um, that's a special circumstance. Um, but there are certainly ways to do that as well. And now is your opportunity to learn who your child is wired to be. Yeah. It, it's never too late. No, right. It's never so too you late. can still help them do a high school program and you've rescued them from mm-hmm. the public school high school, boring, icky program. And you can help them totally customize because you can meet their actual real needs. Every child in your family is probably going to have different high school graduation requirements Mm -hmm. if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, the bottom line is it's really the passion is really what you're modeling to them. Anyway, it's this whole, I want to learn something. Mm -hmm. So let's make learning really good because if we're to be honest, who as an adult remembers every single thing in high school? Oh gosh. And who (laughs) as an adult says, Oh, and you know, maybe there was a couple of things that you're thankful for, but Mm -hmm. truly it's really when you get out in the real world that the learning actually begins. Right. Well, and that's the other expertise we have as parents, right? We have for as a homeschooling parent, you're in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, let's say, yeah, right? Okay, right. so you've lived some life. Mm-hmm. You know by now what things that you learned in high school were actually relevant as an adult and what was a total pile of what you didn't need. It, <laughs> a big fat pile of garbage that was useless yeah. and time-wasting. Right. When you right. could have been going after the gifts that God mm-hmm. gave you. That's right. When he's called you to, right. That's right. Like, why did I take trigonometry class? Because I was told to, and that was the next one. Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. So actually, that was a college admissions requirement for that thing. So that wasn't horrible. But looking back, have I ever used trigonometry in my whole Never. entire life? No. I don't, no. I don't even remember any <laughs> anything about it. So I don't even know how to do trigonometry, you guys. No. And that's the reality. Do I care? Nope. Don't care. Mm-hmm. No, because whatever people get freaked out about that too. They're like, okay, so my child has to do calculus in high school. And I'm like, but, but you know, he, he can't remember his multiplication, you know, tables and he's 13 now. And so I'm really freaked out because he's behind. Mm. No, he's not behind because if math does not come naturally to your child, he's not called to a math heavy career. That's right. Redirect him to something that matches how he's wired. It's not a failure. Yeah, it's not a failure. (laughs) No. I mean, Jenny has been successful at so many things. And what are the math classes you took in high school? Basic math and general math one and two. Right. And listen, you guys, I worked in the heart unit at a hospital. And here's the reality. Everything. And and I was the person that put the needle in your arm Mm -hmm. doing phlebotomy. And um, there there was a lot of math that we had to use. Everything that I needed to know to work in the heart unit I learned on my job. Yep. You know, and it stuck then because you had a a motivation. There was, you could directly apply it right at that time, as opposed to this nebulous, what is this good for thing? Right. Exactly. Yes. And we do that with so many different, you know, we don't, we, we just put such importance. This is what I'm trying to get at. We put such such importance on all of these um, subjects in high school, which is where the fear comes and they're disconnected from reality. Right. We can't see it. 
we think we have to teach them all. We're overwhelmed, so overwhelmed. We don't know what to do, where to go. Right. But that's why we begin with just that modeling yeah. of going after how to learn anything. But the right. truth is, if you want to do something for your career, you're going to do it. You're going to mm-hmm. figure it out because mm-hmm. you want to do it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to meet your child's real actual needs. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to use the public school graduation requirements. You do need to customize for each child. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you do have to do is make sure you're following your state's homeschool law, yes. whatever that is. And again, every state has a different law. Um, Wisconsin, where we are, is incredibly low regulation. Praise God. Yeah, praise <laughs> um, God. Which means that's, that's not means it doesn't mean that. Oh, you know, nobody in Wisconsin who homeschools has a quality education. It means that each parent can customize and maximize each child. So it it just gives us maximum freedom. Some of you are living in states where there's more regulation and more parameters on your state homeschool law, but you still have freedom because you still, again, most of you do not have to look at the public school graduation requirements at all. So you have tons and tons of freedom, but don't forget to follow your state homeschool law. Because if you don't, then your child graduates, that could get them in trouble for their next step if you can't say, we did follow the homeschool law. So that's one thing to make sure you do, but that's not hard. No, it's not hard. (laughs) No, find your state homeschool group or something that has your, your requirements and go from there. Yeah. So, okay. The other thing you need to do is... Remember this, Jenny? I talked about the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's really important to create a diploma for your child. And parent-generated diplomas are legally binding, unless your homeschool law says otherwise. But here in Wisconsin, they're legally binding. Create a transcript and then save any paperwork. Here in Wisconsin, we have a form we have to fill out every single year. It's a very simple form. But I always tell people to save copies of that form during your kids' high school years. Yes. And every state has different paperwork. So if you have paperwork you have to do, save it. Mm -hmm. Jenny, what's the answer when people say, well, my kid doesn't want to go to to college, so I don't need to do a transcript? Well, (laughs) you don't know. Right. You don't know if they, because people change their mind. Yeah. You know, that happened with Noah, actually. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, he said, ah, it's no big deal. I don't care. I'm not going (laughs) to... But guess what? Later, he changed his mind. Uh huh. And um, so luckily and we had. We're still here and you could write the transcript. Exactly. Right? We had everything. But you just never know. Right. Because at that young little age of 20 or 18, you know, 19, right. 20, 21, life changes all the time. So right. it's better to be prepared. Have it set for them. Right. I mean, there are some people who never will need to pull out a transcript because of whatever God's called them to do. And that's fine. But you really, if you've been following and tracking with what they're doing all through high school and and putting it down on paper from the beginning of high school, mm-hmm. it's not going to be hard to put a transcript together. Right. We're going to have a link to some samples um, with the, the episode Good. notes so yeah. you can look at that. Um, so what's a little work for mom when if you have to go backtrack because they changed their mind later? And what if, God forbid, what if you've passed away? And your yeah. child decides when, you know, he's only 24 years old, but something horrific happened to you and you're gone. Yeah. Right. Then what's that kid going to have to do? They're going to have right. to take the GED and they're going to have to be labeled as a high school dropout for the rest of their lives. So you can help your child by just doing a transcript and having it ready when they graduate, whether they use it or not. Yeah. And you know what I would say about that? Here's what makes it real easy, because just the word transcript is scary. It is. But it shouldn't be. Look at your own high school transcript. Exactly. (laughs) It is this easy, guys. Even and I tell moms this all the time. Here's the thing. Because some people, not everybody's a planner. And I I do understand that. Not everybody has a lesson plan that they do. No. But um Unfortunately, what happens with that then is then you'll always question yourself. Am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. Am I doing enough? Well, here's what I say to them. You know, even when your kiddos are young, after they go to bed, when you're just kind of, you know, have some alone time, just kind of write down what you did that day. Write it down. Write all that down. That accumulates. That adds up. Yes. That is a record Mm -hmm. of what you've done. Fast forward life. When you sit down then to say, okay, now it's time. I'm going to be doing this transcript. You're going to have records that you won't have to sit there and think, oh my gosh, what did we do for those four years? You're going to have yes. record of it. It's okay. It's kind of like journaling in a sense. Yeah. 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 Right. That's a really good point because lesson mm-hmm. plans. Yeah. I mean, that's what you write ahead of time, but yes. 
I mean, okay, I'm a former public school teacher. Um, If I got to my lesson plans for Wednesday by Friday, that was really good. And the same is true in the home because life happens. Rabbit trails, beautiful, wonderful rabbit trails happen. So it's okay. You don't have to be bound to a lesson plan. But if you can write down what you actually do at the end of every Mm -hmm. day, you'll see the progress. Because if you're, and that's exactly it, Tina, if you're not a lesson planner, that is a way to do it. Just then write it after, right? right? If you are a lesson planner, (laughs) that's beautiful. That's wonderful. I was both. I love to Mm -hmm. do it that way sometimes and sometimes after. Um, But we all know not everything gets done on the lesson plan is what Tina was trying to say, right? You have it. It's glorious. It's beautiful. You've worked hours creating this gorgeous (laughs) lesson plan. And nope, nope, didn't do that, didn't do that, didn't do that. Life happened. And um, however you can get down on paper. Yes or wherever you save it on your computer, but I'm a paper girl, wherever you can get that down. Yeah. Trust me, you will refer to it and you'll be thankful that you did. And really, would you agree with me to say, you don't, you know, do you need to keep track in fourth grade, third grade? I don't think so. I think that, I mean, if you want to just for memory's sake, but that was kind of, I did only because it was fun to be able to see the progress and it gets you into the habit. It really right? does. So then it's yeah. just a regular 20 minute part of your day at the end of the day, right after dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's set and you don't have to stress. And it is fun to be able to look back yeah. at that and say, oh yeah, this is when she actually learned how to read. Yeah. Okay, cool. It is fun. <laughs> and then they might not care now, but when you, when they're 20, yep. right. And you're looking back, remember when you did this, ah, mm-hmm. we did this. It's, it's journaling in a sense you're journaling, yes. right? Right. But, but um, it doesn't have to be pages and pages. Just nope. jot some bullet points. Every day. Exactly. That's all it has yeah. to be. Do it, you guys. You'll be so thankful. Right. Specifically starting as in that freshman year. Yes. That's if not what before. Critical, right. Yes. If not before, then definitely ninth grade, start writing. It doesn't need to be over the top. You know, no. just write down some stuff that, that you did so that when you sit down at the end, you don't, you, you're already doing the work. The work goes right. as you. Right. Well, and so I'm going to just jump forward a little bit. We'll come back to some stuff, but people are probably thinking, okay, well, so high school credits, we need to award credits. I'm I'm journaling these notes. How do I do that? Right. And one way, of course, if you happen to be a textbook family or you use some online classes where there's a start and a finish and your child's in it, then they finish the textbook almost finished the textbook. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, or they get done with the class and they get a credit. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's a half credit. Sometimes it's a full credit, but they get the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, finish the book, maybe finish the book, because if you get to 75% about of your book and something has happened and you can't finish the whole thing, you can still award a credit. Yes, you can. If, if life happened. I, I gave this example during the seminar. Um, I think I did. I don't remember. But um, let's say your daughter's doing great with Apology of Biology and Mm -hmm. she loves it. I know that book. It has 16 modules Mm -hmm. Um, and she's doing great. But then she's in the homeschool basketball game and she gets a concussion. Yeah. And it's November. And she is told no reading, no even video for the first few weeks, no audio even. You need to rest your brain. Right. Mm -hmm. And she kind of recovers by February ish. She's doing some stuff, but she can't finish that whole biology book. But let's say she works really hard and she gets to through chapter 13 out of 16 and it's the end of May and you guys have summer plans. She's going to go be a camp counselor, right? Yeah. Um, do you punish her and not give her the credit or do you just give her the credit? Yeah. Because she worked hard. That's right. There was a situation. She wasn't lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I said this too, if your child's being lazy and they didn't finish, yep. make them finish through the summer. Right. But, but grace, you know? Yeah. And you know your children. Yes. See, that's the thing is we separate this whole, you know, how do we give her credit? Well, it's this simple, guys. Well, how does the teacher give the credit for one thing? Yeah. Right? How, how does the teacher <laughs> who doesn't even know your child get the credit? Public school teachers never finish textbooks, by the way. Exactly. I just need to tell you that. Yes. And not that we emulate them, yep. but just those are the people that our kids are going to be, quote unquote, competing against in the job force in college. They've never finished a textbook in their life. You know, when your child knows something is trying and, um, and shooting for excellence, 
Mm-hmm. That deserves a credit. Yes. Okay. Cause what's a credit? A credit's not, not defying anything. Why are we doing credits anyway? I'll tell you why, because that's a whole nother episode, right. but we're doing credits because that's what the system right. needs to verify that your children is as smart as you say. <laughs> and here's the reality. You already know that, we right? Do. So right. you're saying, well, you know, you slacked off, you didn't care. You didn't try. You complained to every day, even though you were, you know, blessed with being home. I'm not going to give you a credit. <laughs> Right. You would say that you need to work harder. You need to work harder. We're not going to get a credit. But then you have somebody who's struggling. But who's trying and maybe, you know, they didn't do well on every single one of the apologia tests. Maybe not. (laughs) Right. But but here's the thing. They worked to their highest potential that they could work. Do you think that deserves a credit? I do. I think when people try their very hardest Mm -hmm. and. and they just, they give with excellence. I think yeah. that deserves a credit. It doesn't deserve failure. It well, deserves Because credit. in adult life, what is rewarded? That's right. Perseverance, hard work. Yes. So of course that warrants a credit. Yep. So, so that's one way if you use textbooks, but what if you're a Charlotte Mason homeschooler and you don't use textbooks or you're an unschooler or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe you mix and match a little bit, but you want to have some kind of way to keep track. Okay. Another way is to use something called the Carnegie unit which means if your child spends about emphasis on about Mm. (laughs) 120 hours learning something using a whole bunch of different resources, books, online experiences, projects, whatever it might be. And you don't have to tally to the minute, Mm. but roughly if you want to keep track, because some people feel more secure if they keep track, Mm -hmm. um, if they spend about 120 hours, they can get a credit. They spend about 60 hours. They get a half credit. If they get to 115, give them the credit. <laughs> if they get to 72, no, they get a half credit. That's not a credit, you know? I mean, so that's yeah. a more a kind of an objective way for because people feel that's like really they good. need something, yeah. you know? Um, but then there's the other thing, kind of like you were mentioning, Jenny, we know our kids when they know something. Mm-hmm. So there's the other way to award a credit is when they demonstrate mastery. Yes. Whether they used a textbook, whether they did mix and match and you didn't keep track of hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe your son's a carpenter and he just goes out in the garage and does carpentry on his free time. You're like, man, I'm going to give him a credit for that because it wasn't really officially part of our school day. But yes, it can be on his transcript because that's what he wants to go into. What I wouldn't do is continually, you you know, let's say your child is struggling with math Mm -hmm. and you've been through the book. And maybe you did all of it. Maybe you were the parent that made them do every single one of those Saxon math problems. Oh, Everyone. Heaven forbid. And they struggle. How many times, right? Yeah. How many times? I we've I don't know about you, Tina, but I've talked with parents who this is the third time with pre-algebra with their Oh, stop. You know, just one time and move on. Amen. Because here's the thing. But don't move on to algebra one. Right. Find a practical math course. Yes. Find consumer mathematics, yes. accounting, uh, something. Your, your child does not yeah. need algebra or geometry to uh, be on his transcript. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You get to decide. Yep. What he needs. Yeah. Because that's nothing. That's just, you guys, that's torture. Okay. Yeah. That is just torture. Yeah. And then I can promise on the fifth time, it's not going to be any better. Oh no. <laughs> Some kids are just not wired for that. And that yeah. is, okay. It is okay. Don't waste their time. Help them find their passions that's and right. dig in where they can actually thrive, yes. you know, and, and maybe it is becoming a carpenter and he's out in the garage making all kinds of beautiful yeah. furniture. He doesn't need trigonometry or he probably needs geometry, but that's in his head, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Because he's a carpenter. So (laughs) Exactly. He'll figure it out. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, you know, the other question people ask is what classes do they need? So, Mm -hmm. all right, we keep saying you don't need this. You don't need that. What do you need on a high school transcript? I would say, are you asking me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think science. Really? Nope. Just kidding. (laughs) You know what the answer is? What? It depends. It does depend. It just depends. Yeah. <laughs> now, See? if so, so this when is why I, Tina's right here. Well, when I gave this seminar, um, there's really kind of two answers to that question. All right. If you think, and if your child thinks, because you have to involve your teen, this is not a parent saying this is what you need to do. This is a young adult you're dealing with. And if you want to 
help them to be responsible when they're 18 years old and by law in our country, they can make their own decisions. You need to help them make decisions when they're with you, mm-hmm. when they're 14, 15, 16, 17. You can't just throw them to the wolves at some university and exactly. say, make a wise decision. That's right. <laughs> right. So this should be a teamwork effort. Mm-hmm. And if the plan is right to four-year college. Mm-hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts, because that's what the teen wants. And that's what you've determined is going to match his or her career yes. goals. That's one set of requirements. And what you need to do there is you're kind of locked in. See, so I was half right with that because yeah. that, because with that journey, with yeah. that path, yep, it is. It's going to be science. It's going right. to be so many credits of this, that. You're right. Thing. Because you have to look at, so here's the thing. Do not look at public school graduation requirements. If you're yeah. going to four-year college, it's, it's irrelevant, right? Yeah. But what you do need to do is say, here's five colleges that my child might attend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on their websites and I'm going to look at the freshman admissions requirements for those five colleges. And that's where we're going to build our high school program from. Mm. Now, it's going to be very conventional. You're not going to have a lot of wiggle room. Um, they're going to need four credits of English. They're probably going to be two, three to four of math. Yeah. two to three of science, yes. and you're going to be really locked in. So you give up your freedom mm-hmm. for that path. Mm-hmm. But some people are like, that's it, or they want the security of it. So that's one option. And let me just, let me say something about that, because that is a thing. Mm-hmm. When you start, when you, when you're, when your child says, you know, you're a freshman, I want mm-hmm. to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, There are some who definitely already have something in them that they really do. You know, they want to be a nurse. They want to be a doctor. They want to be a, you know, whatever. Um, Well, that's it. You already know kind of what your four years is going to look like. There's another way to round it, but we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. But if they want to go right to four-year college. Yeah. yeah. If they want to go to right to four-year college, then it seems like they're kind of, and I only say that because we do talk about so much freedom all the time and we can learn this, that, and the other thing, but you'll touch upon that. Right. Right. But I mean, if that really is the path, that's okay. You just have to know you're giving up your freedom Mm -hmm. in order to meet those freshman admissions requirements. Yes. But there's even a way to have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Right. So if you do any other path after high school, let's say thinking about a two-year college, mm-hmm. thinking about a one-year certificate program somewhere, thinking about enlisting in the military, thinking about going right to the job, uh, the workforce, um, you have a lot more freedom because you don't have a set of requirements. Mm-hmm. And so here is what I always recommend for people who want, for kids who say, I want to go to four-year college. Yeah. I call it a stair-step approach. Mm-hmm. I say, Plan for your child to go right from high school to a two-year college. Yes. That is not a cop-out, by the way, because people who graduate with an associate's degree graduate without debt and with most of the time careers they can actually make a very good living at right out of the chute. Okay. So if that's quote unquote, all your child does is get a two-year degree, that is not a cop-out. That's wise, good stewardship of time and money. But if four-year college is still the goal... Start with an associate's degree and then take your associate's degree over to that four-year college and you get to get enrolled as a transfer student with junior level standing. Wow. So you completely don't need to follow the freshman admissions requirements. Yeah. If you plan for that, you can give your child a lot of freedom in high school. You don't have to follow those freshman requirements, but you can still get the four-year degree because your associate's degree in your hand becomes a transfer ticket because they know you can handle college level work. They don't care what's on your transcript. Mm. And two-year colleges, for the most part, their admissions requirements are pretty basic. Have a diploma, have a transcript. They don't care what's on it per se, because they're going to train you in all these practical level courses anyway. So they just want to know that you are a high school graduate. And sometimes there's a, a placement test kind of thing, but it's very basic, nothing to freak out about. Um, Are you guys taking notes? I hope so. This is important that that little piece right there, because that, that really was my daughter. She wanted to, and I, I can just, I'm free to admit right here. It scared me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, too bad, Tina, where were you then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we knew each other when our kids were little, we were kind of in this like gap time with each other. No, that is scary. And and people are like, cause so neither of my girls likes math. Um, one of my daughters has never met a math problem she ever has liked. <laughs> and the other one tolerated it, but hated it, right? And we keep going back to math, but it could be 
anything. Yeah, it could right? be anything. My girls mm-hmm. weren't particularly fans of science, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to, my daughter who really doesn't like math at all, um, both my daughters are really smart cookies. And this girl, um, she could be like a, you know, go to a four-year college and be like a humanities major or something like that. She is a poet. She's an essayist, um, all these great things. But if we had thought she has to go right to a four-year college, what would have happened is she's going to have to do algebra one, algebra two, yep. geometry, trigonometry. Yes. There's no way that girl could have or would have right. wanted to do that ever. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to do lab science. And I think that, and then uh, it's, you go to these homeschool conventions and I get it. I, you know, I, I love homeschool convention to set it like that. You go to homeschool <laughs> conventions, but one of the things there is the college testing yes. booth. Okay. And if you were like me, I was so afraid mm-hmm. when you have a child who expresses the want and the passion and the desire. Yes. I want to go to college. I want to go. You are, you're locked in. You're locked in and you're thinking, oh gosh, I don't know how this is going to work out. And then you're spending all of your time and energy taking these practice tests and doing this. And then I'm thinking, where's the education? Where's this freedom? What's happening? Right. We're spending thousands of dollars on practicing for the SAT. Well, and so here's the other thing. If you stair step it, if you go to a two-year college first you don't have to take the SAT or the ACT to get to a four-year yeah. college. You go with your associate's degree and they let you yes. in. Ding, I mean, ding, assuming ding. you did well, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and there's also, um, we'll see if we can add this to the notes as well. There's a, a website called FairTest. I don't know if it's fairtest.org or .com, but you can look it up. It's a list of hundreds of four-year colleges that do not require you to take the SAT or the ACT. Beautiful. And that number has grown over the last few years because more and more colleges are realizing how inane those tests are. And they may have a test specific to their college. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they want you to have a portfolio or something instead. I'm thinking of one because it's a some art institute that I remember seeing on that list. Well, they don't care about your SAT or Mm. ACT, but they would want to see your artistic portfolio. Sure. Which well, makes much more well, logical really sense, matters. right? <laughs> so don't assume that you have to waste all that time yeah. in high school for those dumb tests. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for the families that get roped into that whole, yep. the whole thing, because it's, you're doing nothing but then mimicking the system once right. again, right? right? So you may as well just send them to the school and yeah. they can do all that there. Right. And again, it's not a cop-out because some people are called to careers that in our culture these days requires a four-year degree. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. If that's it, go for it. But yep. but don't lock yourself in. Plan to do a two-year program and then go from there and you've saved yourself a whole lot of hassle and yeah. your child. And also you've saved a lot of money because- yeah. Two-year colleges are a lot less expensive. Right. And you don't know. So, you don't, you know, you know, so the, does everybody do, are you in the occupation that you went to school for? <laughs> Nine times out of 10? No, not at all. Oh no. So, I mean all. that, so that has to be a good thing looking at that route, then you are exactly. saving yourself the money. Right. The, right. I mean, unless, unless you know, for sure, you know, yep. this is what I want to do. And even most people will change. I was going to be a veterinarian yeah. for sure. That lasted one semester. <laughs> That is just so great no. that you're going to be a veterinarian. Well, and, and back in the day, it only cost you an arm when you went to four-year college. Now it's an arm and a leg and, you yeah. know, half the side of your head. And yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's so expensive. Yeah. That's the other thing. How many young people at 16, 17, 18 have a clue what they want to do? Right. Why would you send them right away to a four-year college and spend $20,000 a year at a state college, more at private colleges? Right. To have them realize a semester or two in, not that they're not capable, but that what they want to do doesn't require that. Yeah. You know, exactly. and it's such a waste of time and energy and. And some people, money. some families just do it because it's what you do. It's yeah. what everybody in the family did. Right. So right. you don't really know what you're going to do, but we know that you're going to go to college because that's right. what the family does. But why? And then the other point is not only the financial stuff and the hassle. The worldview stuff that's going Mm. on in colleges these days. You know, again, there are some good colleges out there that are solid. New St. Andrew. New St. Andrews, Hillsdale and Michigan. And and there are, you know, we come from a Christian perspective, but you can't even trust every Christian college. There are some Christian colleges that are Christian in name only. You can't just assume. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to vet those carefully and you have to know what your child can handle. 
Yeah. Or maybe not, you know, I mean, that's scary too. But if you let them get a practical degree for the first two years, there's a world of difference in maturity between an 18 year old and a 20 year old. Isn't that there? is for sure. Right. Yes. So even just those two years of maturity yes. and then they could finish up their yeah. four year degree, probably they will not go down so many wrong paths. Yeah, that's right. I would think. I would so, think so too. Yeah. All right. We talked about credits and grading. I'm yes, going through my did. notes here. Um, hmm. How many credits should a person have to graduate from that's, high school? That's always a big question, isn't yep. it? <laughs> I know. Depends. <laughs> Amen. That's the, <laughs> you know what? That's going to be the title for this episode. Homeschooling through high school. It depends. It depends. <laughs> it really does. You know, yeah. um, I, I told you at the beginning, don't mimic public high school, mm-hmm. right? There's no reason to do that. My girls, I don't know how many uh, transcripts or how many credits your kids had on their transcripts, Jenny. My girls had over 30 each, yeah. you know, 35 each because yeah, we um, I was careful to only count the things that, that I should have. Some things I didn't give credit for. It was an extracurricular activity or it was a volunteer experience. So you don't give credit for every single yes. thing that your child does. But as a homeschooler, we had a lot of time. And so it was legit. They got that many credits. Um, but depending on your state homeschool law, you could graduate a child conceivably with as few as 10 or 12 credits. Mm. Now, is that wise? No. It's probably not going to look really good because, again, you don't want to use public school graduation requirements or even private school ones. But if a college is comparing transcripts and they see one with, say, 24 credits and they see one with 10, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a red flag. Yeah. And you've got so much time as a homeschooler. I would say aim for at least 21 to 24 credits mm-hmm. on a transcript because that won't draw red flags. It'll just kind of be normal when they're kind of have their stuff thrown in with other kids. Yes. But you can have a lot more. Yeah. So it really depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it depends if you're following that four-year college route or not. Yeah. So what about grading? Mm-hmm. How did you grade your kids, Jenny? Well, it was a simple way. Either you know it. Or you don't know it, (laughs) right? There's no reason to give your kid an F, you guys. Right. Don't give your kid an F. Just means they haven't learned something yet. Maybe you ought to go back and, which brings up another topic. Don't do pre-algebra three times. Exactly. (laughs) Right. But there's nothing that says that a homeschooler has to, it's just has to be four years either. That's true. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Yeah. Because it, why put a time span on it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If the young person if wants to, if yeah, they know that they want more time, yeah. we know somebody um, who, who is the boy said, mom, can I have a super senior year? Yeah, I because love that. he knew he needed him. an extra year and I he was it. 19 when he graduated. So good. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Right. I mean, it's kind of like potty training. Does anybody ask you when were you potty trained or when did you learn yeah. to read or how old were you when you graduated high school? Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, do you think you have to really on their, you know, write down B, A, B minus, C, D, E, F? Now, you kind of do them on a transcript, right? They expect that, right? So you made transcripts for your kids. Yes. So do they have straight A's on their transcripts? There were a couple of B's. How did you determine when to give an A and when to give a B? I just threw it out there, Tina. Either they knew it really great or they kind of struggled just a tad bit. Yep. And and that's kind of what I did too, right? So um, I talked about this in the seminar as well. Mm -hmm. So I set expectations for my girls and we kind of divided our year into six week units. That's Mm -hmm. just what we did. Um, You could divide your year however you want. But, and I kept track of what they did every day, but I set these goals. And at the end of the six weeks, I'd look. And if my girls met the goal, they got a B. Mm. Because if they just did what I asked, they met the goal. That's good. I think that translates into you did a good job. I'm going to give you a B. That's right. right. If they exceeded the goal, Mm. that's when I wrote the A on the transcript. Now, other than math, where it was kind of a straight percentage, and I told you my kids didn't like math, so sometimes that wasn't. And they have a couple C's in math. I didn't mind that at all because they tried, and that's what they did. Rounded it out, and that was that. And that's right. They have a couple C's, so that way... um, the college admissions person isn't going to be like, oh, that mom just gave her kids straight A's. You know, it's like, oh, no, there's that there's that C in algebra. OK, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that was fine. And again, like you said earlier, they they tried as hard as they could. This is what it was. And C, when we were in school, C meant average, not failure. Yeah. Right. However, in the other coursework, I didn't allow my kids to have a C. Here's why. Because I set the goals. I set the expectation. And if you meet them. 
that's great. If you exceed them, that's great. Mm -hmm. If you don't meet them, I'm not going to give you a CD or F. I'm going to say, um, hun, what's up here? Right. We, this is a character issue. This is an obedience issue. We need to figure out why you didn't do what I asked yes. you. Yes. Right. Yeah. So they're other than math. My kids don't have C's because it's like, all right, you need to step it up and meet the expectation next six weeks. Right. And, and then it all washed out to A's and B's on the transcript. But that's because I then knew that they had learned and mastered. Yeah. Because again, let's go back to the teacher. How does the teacher determine? Huh. I mean, really? Can it's, I tell you? Can I tell yeah, you? you? Okay. Can. No, do I, I yeah. didn't do this that I recall. If any of my former students are out there and I did this, you can, you can email us and tell me. You but can't call in though. Cause no, we don't have a phone and it's not live. <laughs> yeah. We do have a phone, but yeah, it's we not do, live. We do have a phone. Yes. It's not live. Um, but I taught in high school for four years, taught in a middle school for five years before that. Um, I can tell you what happens, right? The sweet, 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 sweet student that the teacher loves, mm -hmm. even if they don't actually master the content yep. gets the A. For sure. Absolutely. Or. The student who didn't master the content, but the parents are, are riding the, the teacher's butt all the time, mm -hmm. they get the A. Yeah, okay. that's how it works. The child who is smarter than the teacher and challenges the teacher in class. Now they're young, so they're sometimes not the most mature about things. Even if they are A level, whatever, yeah. they won't get the A that's because right. they bug yeah. the teacher. See, so do you see how it's not even realistic? This is why we always say grades are for me, not for children. Now we're That's up against right. this uh, system though, aren't we? We're up yes. against the system. So we're kind of, we have to play the game when we want our kids to go out into the career world to a certain extent, but we play it as little as possible. Amen. I'm not, I didn't give tests to my kids. We were eclectic Charlotte Masony type homeschoolers, unschoolers. I don't know what we were. Yeah. You were a little bit of everything. I was a little bit of everything. I'm going to leave these glasses um, off. Here. And actually one of my daughters, I think I mentioned this earlier, when we were looking at civics materials, she actually chose not grass government, which is textbooky. Yeah. Now we didn't do the tests though. What she did was she read it. We talked about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're just not test kind of people because to me, that doesn't, that's not meaningful. Right. right? Yeah. So it's not like I had this grade book. Mm -hmm. No, I, I could see what my children were that's doing right. and learning. And we talked every single day. So I knew what she was mastering. Yeah. Even though she used a textbook for yeah. that. So you don't need tests. No, you don't. Either so you don't know it or you book. don't know it. No, no. At the end of the day. Um, okay. So a couple things. Um, people ask, what should your diploma look like? What should your transcript look like? We're not doing video, so we can't show you. <laughs> but we are going to have a link to um, some blog posts that I've written that show sample diplomas and sample transcripts. Um, but you can also look at your own high school diploma. <laughs> You look at your college diploma, look at your high school and college transcripts and you can get a good feel. And you can Google search um, homeschool transcript yeah. template. There's so much out there. You can get you can you can do a horizontal format. Oh, you can do a yes. vertical format. You can use a you can go by year, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. You can go by um, subject. Mm -hmm. My transcripts for my girls were not by year. It was here's their math ones. Here's mm -hmm. their language arts. Here's yeah. their science. I organized it by subject. Because we were year-round homeschoolers, mm -hmm. and so I didn't have a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior yeah. year. Um, it doesn't matter. The point is to show the courses, the credits, and the grades. That's all a transcript is. Yeah. And a diploma is just a piece of paper that says this person graduated. Yeah. And don't forget to tell your kids they're, the, they're, they're going to shine. Yeah. It's, go, it's going to be them, really, at the end of the day. When they sit down and you know talk with the college representatives and everybody else, Remind them, you shine bright, young one, because you are not the grade. You're not that. Like right. we said, I, I know that we have to kind of go along with that system thing when we right. do this. It's, I hate to even say it, but it's a reality. It's just what we it have is. to do. It's unfortunate, you know? but it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But really, you know, just so they don't get this thing in there, because they're, they're just as afraid. Mm-hmm. Right. But just to shine bright and be the best yes. and talk about their experiences. Right. And, you know, that's huge. Well, and here's the thing, whether we're talking about going into the workforce or going to a two year or four year college or even the military, what do people really look at? They look at, can you read to comprehend whatever's put before yeah. you? Can you communicate clearly, mm -hmm. orally especially, and then in writing in some situations? And do you know computational math that whatever you need for whatever? 
that's what people look at. And then your work ethic. And are you a willing learner? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say too. Are you willing to learn? That's what stands out. And so if you need to, if your child's like, we're doing four-year college, we're going to play that game. And then you don't worry about the transcript because they'll have an interview or they'll have to write an essay. And that's where they will shine because colleges recruit homeschoolers. It's not just like, oh, we might let you in. They actively recruit homeschoolers. Actively. And I can testify because guess what? I've been to a gazillion homeschool conventions and there's always college row where all the colleges Mm -hmm. come and they want, they want homeschoolers because they are disciplined and they're disciplined. They're self-directed learners. They They don't have the learning curve of every, the freshman slump that everybody talks about. Yeah. The reason that happens with public schoolers and private schoolers is they've been spoon fed all the way through high school. So they don't know how to think and plan and organize on their own. Homeschoolers do. Yeah. So don't sell yourself short. Remember, homeschooling is the custom build education. That's right. It's the highest quality. It's not the it's not the Section 8 housing. It's yeah. not. <laughs> and when they're starting their freshman year at college, everybody's on the same same page. Yep. Right. It's mm-hmm. just everyone's the beginner. You're not you're not going back and saying, OK, well, we all left off. Everybody there left off high school at a different spot. Meaning not everybody learned the same exact thing. They're coming from different states, different schools, different, you know, different subjects. Right. So it's a clean slate in college. It is. Everybody's at the beginning. And if you can learn, if you Mm -hmm. are excited about learning, Mm -hmm. though, that you're going to shine. Yeah. So you don't want to follow the public school route in high school because you'll make your kid hate learning. That's right. If you do that, and then that'll hamstring him way more than anything else when he gets to college or a job. Confidence is what we're going for, people. Amen. Confidence. And a love of learning. We always come back to that, right? Learning. Yes. Yep. Lifelong learning. They're not going to yes. be done when they're 18 or 20 or 22 or 82. Yeah, that is the truth. <laughs> right? Learning until your last breath. That's right. So hopefully that gives you some beginning point, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to freak out. Nope. They don't have to follow public school graduation requirements. Mm-hmm. They do need to customize all of the homeschool law. Enjoy it, right? (laughs) Enjoy it. Be in tune with your children. Mm -hmm. See what they know so that you can, once you have that platform, that solid platform, you can customize it. You can go left, you can go right, you can go straight, up, down. It's up to you. That's right. You can do it. and And you've been through it so you can guide your child through it. Amen. Learn right along with them if, if there's something that you didn't learn along the way. That's right. Friends, thank you so much for joining with us today. What a topic. But I hope that your heart is at rest. I hope that you know that you, my friends, are the very, very best model of learning to your children. You always were and you always will be. It's never going to change no matter how fearful you feel on the inside. The truth remains the truth. Be blessed.